Hey guys, so today Stefan and I just hopped on a call and want to talk about some of the challenges with nomadic life. Hello and welcome to Covert Castaway. I'm Holly. Je suis Stéphane. Join us as we share what we learn and how we're making the transition to live aboard cruising. Oh my God, I miss you so much. It's been kind of tough to be apart and uh i know it's been like a month or something it feels like forever how are you doing um yeah i'm lonely <laughs> <laughs> yeah on the days it seems like it's getting closer but at the same time i realize oh, oh it's that many more days yeah so yeah it's kind of far um, yeah, so what's been going on? You've been playing um, the Airbnb musical chairs over there. Um, yeah, that was totally unplanned. But I have to change, basically. So that was maybe three weeks ago. I forget. I changed Airbnb. So luckily, we have the used car that we bought last year. So that's a, that's a because it makes uh, things easier to go to the store to pick up bigger stuff and then to move. But uh, yeah, to move by yourself, you know, go down the elevator, all the... Yeah, schlepping all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and moved into that new place, which I know at the time my priority was to find, to try to minimize moving from Airbnb to Airbnb. And the place uh, I'm at in La Grande Motte is uh, it's becoming like peak season, July, August. So it's hard to find something that is available for, for that weeks long. at a time. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely that was my priority to minimize the, the moves. And I guess I didn't either compromise or looking at all these different places, whatever. It didn't have a yeah and it's so funny because when you were showing me that i was like it doesn't really have ac so like how's that gonna work and you're like oh it's fine (laughs) maybe i don't remember and then and then if there was like two windows you could get like a little bit of a breeze but it was just like one window and so then you have to put the blinds because in the afternoon the sun shines on the window yeah so you're in the dark so hot and um and then the bedroom was on the other side, kind of. So I had to have a fan on that night. So definitely, that it had this its challenges. And then uh, when I moved in, the owner told me uh, the previous person saw a cockroach. Oh no! And I'm like, oh okay. So then I was like, so I kept my food like in a box that I found like under the bed. Like uh, I, I was not keeping it under the bed, but I found a box under the bed that's like she probably keeps like sheets and stuff. So I used that to make sure like, you know, uh, not attract cockroach and they, so they don't go into my food. And, and yeah, after a couple of days, I saw one and, and then I saw another one a few days later. And I was like, OK, it's it's thinking. Um, it's probably anyway the only option I have because looking for a place now, it's not going to be possible. So I was kind of compromising, mm-hmm. but 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 uh, things kept evolving. <laughs> and one night, good thing I kind of work late at night, and because it was like midnight, one two, and I start to see like everywhere, like on the floor, like plenty of little 
baby cockroaches. That's and so like, nasty. Oh. I know. So I'm trying to like with tape that I had bought. So I, I'm taping them as I'm finding them. And after a while, I'm like, man, where did they come from? And then I realized there was like a rug under the table um, that was uh, that had holes in it. And I realized there is like probably the mother cockroach that oh, was there. Oh, that's so freaking nasty. I can't even. Oh, my God. So then I'm trying to vacuum the cockroach. And I'm like, oh, I'm vacuuming at 1 or 2 in the morning. And <laughs> people are going to complain. Then I take the rug out to shake it. And then I left it on the balcony because I didn't want to put it back into the apartment. And then uh, she had left me a spray. So I sprayed you know, in local places and I'm thinking, okay, that's probably, that was it, you know, remove the rugs and sprayed and killed all these babies. And, but then the other night, the following night, I still see some on the wall, on the floor. And I'm oh like, my oh, God. It's not getting like too much. It's Meanwhile, so funny I, because it was like, I was, I was just going to say, know, you, before you go on, in the, before you go on, what was so funny is like, you were kind of downplaying the cockroach situation and uh, and you're like, oh, I found a cockroach, and I'm like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> and then and then you're like, okay, I'm changing I'm changing Airbnbs right now, and I'm like, what? And you're like, yeah, I, I found a few more cockroaches. So what you're telling me now is like a more evolved story. So there are babies everywhere, yeah. and they're crawling on the wall. Like what? That is so cool. On the floor initially, the second night I could see some on the wall and stuff, and and so then everywhere, every time I go and. In the bathroom i will find some also in the bathroom oh. but never never in the bedroom so it was like okay but i had sent them and her another message and i'm like the situation is not improving and then that, that was so yesterday that i moved so yesterday morning i i i get up and i think i found one in the bathroom and i go in the kitchen and i found a bigger one and and I come back in the bedroom to go back to bed and I find little ones. Oh, and I'm gross. like, okay, that's, that's like, that's too much and I'm done. And so that's when I kind of sent you a message and then we started looking for other places thinking like, oh, there is yeah. no way we're going to find a place like, you know. I was a little bit worried. Heavy. Yeah. And but anyway, we yeah, found so a place. super lucky. Yeah, we found a place yeah, and you're moved in. To the new place, which is over on the other side of the boatyard, which is actually actually closer to the boatyard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's close to the beach, yeah. um, the nice beach, South Sand. So it's nice. And this place, I'm the first renter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's nobody else in the building. <laughs> they just uh, opened that last week. Oh, yeah, that's uh, cool. So there's. Yeah, it's all brand new. So I think they all renovated everything. So I'm pretty confident there won't be any cockroaches here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and there's and AC. Also, so, yes. Yeah, that's good because I was worried AC. about that. Yeah, for sure. And then as I was moving, I was packing my stuff. So I had to pack everything and shake everything <laughs> to make sure I don't bring cockroaches here. So, yeah, that was a little bit of a nightmare. And yesterday was a crazy day and moving in the middle of the day. And, and so I was definitely exhausted. Yeah. And I, so I was I was worried me. you were going to, you know, have cockroaches in your luggage and then like bring it on the boat. I definitely 
found like four or five as I was shaking every bag and all my clothes. There was like, but they were little ones. But um, yeah, I definitely found. So I'm hoping I haven't brought any here. And I still left everything in bags, but we have a balcony. So I'm going to unpack my bags, but I'm going to check everything again. Yeah, definitely. I don't want to bring some here, but I don't want to bring some on the boat either. So we have a month to to come up. (laughs) So that's the cockroach story. and, you know, it's interesting living on just in the last year, we spent more time in Airbnbs, obviously, because we're boatless. Uh, and, you know, we have been home and we've done some other things, um, of course. But, uh, you know, like now I'm at my sister's and that's nice because it's familiar and, you know, you're you're with your family and that's that's nice. I spent some time visiting Emily and that was in a Airbnb. You just never know what you're going to get, you know, once you get there. And no, it's been last, last year. If you remember in, in Montpellier, we, we oh, found one and yeah. we thought that was good and great area. And when we move in and you could see they had cleaned the place and they had um, vacuum, like uh, it still was still wet, the couch and it, but it smelled like dog, like yeah. really, really bad. Well, there was a couple and things was, wrong with that. There was no AC. Yeah, that was, there was a couple things wrong with that place. I mean, it was big, which was nice because you could kind of spread out. Um, but, and this might be Montpellier altogether, is there's just a lot of construction going on everywhere. And so, you know, like you have the jackhammer right there under the window. And, yeah. and then, um, <laughs> and and so they, they clearly like had a dog in the apartment. And so they did the, like you were saying, they shampooed the couch or whatever. So it was damp and smelled like wet dog. But also I refused to sleep in the bedroom because um, to me, it just smelled like remnants of vomit. And I don't know. I just wasn't having any of that. So I slept in the twin bed the, almost the whole time. <laughs> you didn't seem to like, it just didn't seem to bother you, but I don't know. That I don't was, remember that. That's oh, no. yeah, uh, that was nasty. But definitely there were, there were quite few issues. Yeah. And, and I think but the uh, kitchen was nice. It was like, back, it was well equipped. Like it had everything you could ever imagine and, and need like in the kitchen and stuff, which was nice. And it was hot, but it wasn't in the direct sunlight. So you could get a breeze through, but man, it was just the smells. So yeah, that was interesting. I think. Yeah. The, every. Good. I was just going to say, I think the other thing is, um, just in all of this past year has been just all of the flights and flying. And um, again, we're not, I'm not complaining. This isn't meant to be a complaining podcast, just sort of sharing the realities of nomadic living um, is just the airline situation. I just feel like the airlines after COVID forgot how to fly planes, you know, like there's there every single flight I've been on, for instance, it shows up at the airport and then you have to wait another 30 minutes to even like get to the gate because the gate isn't ready. And that's not something I understand. You know, it's not like the plane, it's not like it's a surprise that the plane is coming and they can certainly track it. So they know exactly when it's going to land or when it's supposed to land. So I don't understand how the gates are literally never ready. Um, And then the other time I was flying from France to San Francisco and then San Francisco to Australia and I got on the plane, we got, we all got on the plane in Charles de Gaulle and everybody's like situated, everybody got on the plane and they were like, oh, 
um, we have an equipment failure that's going to take some time. So then we sat there for another hour and then they say, okay, we can't resolve it. So you're going to need to get off the plane. So we all get off the plane and we're stuck in the jetway because it's an international flight. They all checked us out of the airport. So Charles de Gaulle wouldn't accept us back in. And so we're all stuck in this like hot jetway and everybody's super uncomfortable because you're not used to being that close together. You know, uh, I think generally people are more aware of personal space. And so it was just really hard, I think hard for people to, you know, be that close. And so finally, you know, the lady at the door, she needed some bureaucratic, you know, approval to, to get approval to let people back into the you know, into the terminal. So we, we finally got back into the terminal, like it must've been 40 minutes later. So we go back in, we start rebooking all of our flights, the flights are rebooked. And then they say, just kidding, we got the plane to work, get back on the plane. So we get back on the plane. And um, we get up in the air, we fly for like an hour and a half, we're over the UK. And the captain gets on the, on the, uh, on the, whatever, um, heads his headset, and he starts saying, um, the the system went out again, so we're going to have to turn around and take you back. And so turn around, ta- and they took everybody back, and it's just like, oh, my God. So needless to say, you know, I missed my connecting flight, so I had to rebook everything. But it's just, it's just you know, it's understandable and things like this happen. It's just like, wow, what has happened? It's just every flight, there's a problem like that, if it seems like. And then when you have, like, a to go from Paris to San Francisco and then you're turning back after an hour and a half, that means they dumped the fuel. Oh yeah, then they had to That's dump awesome. all the fuel, which is like, yeah, it's mm. it's so not awesome in a lot of fuel. so many ways. Yeah. So yeah. that that's kind of interesting, but schlepping the bags everywhere and living out of suitcases is getting a little old. I'm I'm looking forward to like being on the boat and you know, we'll have all of our stuff, we'll have a place to be. So and hopefully there's no cockroaches. Yeah. <laughs> the boat <laughs> well at least we are. yeah hopefully we are. hopefully there is not in the in the um because <laughs> the boat is all open or no. mice anything oh man yeah. and then the other thing is is from if i had only a bag with my clothes that would be easy the yeah. problem is uh because we retrieved our personal stuff at parents house and drove it down here but now it's like having the great idea of like having all these diving equipment. Oh yeah, diving, kiteboarding, kite, yeah. kite surfing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's all these bags that I'm not using, um, <laughs> and then I have to like carry around. <laughs> so plus I have your stuff. Yeah. A couple bags at Outremer in storage, but um, yeah, I don't want to put the, the diving and kite surfing in, in a hot container, so I keep it with me. Yeah, but, it yeah, definitely makes definitely, you reevaluate. Uh, like, then, when you're living out of suitcases, it definitely makes you reevaluate what you actually need. You know, um, I found myself giving stuff away, like I'm with my sister, I'm like, oh, do you like this sweater? Do you want it? Do you like these, you know, sweatpants? Do you want them? Because <laughs> I'm kind of trying to get you know, get rid of stuff I'm not going to use. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then there's the stuff, all the tools oh, stuff yeah. that I'm buying. Yeah. So, so I have that extra. So, so definitely it, it, I had to do like two trips kind of for a while to make it. I knew I would not fit everything in the car. So, yeah. So what's going on with the boat? Yeah. Give it, give me an update on the boat. I saw the pictures from this week, which is kind of cool. The new artwork got put on and, you know, things are definitely 
progressing. Um, she's getting her fishnet stockings put on, which I think is so awesome. The the black <laughs> net or whatever trampoline is getting put on, which is kind of cool. Um, what else is mm-hmm. going on with it? You went over there. To well, the, the, the biggest worry is the uh, splash date keeps being postponed. And uh, yeah. but the delivery date, the important one, is not being postponed. So, so on one way, I'm like, okay, it's fine. I don't understand <laughs> that. It's like it, it's like the the, the boat's not going to be in the water for another week, for another week, for another week. But then the delivery date is staying the same. I'm not quite understanding what's happening. Have you yeah, got a straight I mean, answer? When the boat is being when the boat is being put in the water, anyway, they continue to do some work that so to basically free space in the factory and um so and they continue to do some of that work so they can definitely do that work uh, to continue to do that work in the factory so mm-hmm. so all this is fine and in this case the reason that now the splash date has been moved to july 20 which is the same day you're arriving but I doubt, um, uh, I'm not sure what time on that day. They better be wait till I get there. Um, yeah, wouldn't that be like uh, so ironic if this they were splashing it like, you know, as you were picking me up at the airport, which would be so sad. <laughs> maybe maybe you'll, you'll have to take an air, uh, not Airbnb, to take an Uber or Uber. something, a taxi to come. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'll have to stay and take video. To watch that. But, yeah. Uh, Basically, what's happening is the mast is going to be delivered on the 17th uh, of July. So they need about like those three days to uh, prep the mast, all the wiring, all mm-hmm. the equipment that goes on the mast. Um, and then so now the new date is July 20 to splash it. So they, they probably want to splash the boat, put the mast on the same day while they have the all the... Uh, heavy duty kind of equipment there mm-hmm. and also they want the, the people from nanny which is the new engine um new brand that we're getting uh, to be there as well so mm-hmm. so so i'm assuming by the time uh, the boat is being put in the water uh everything or close to everything will be done so after that it leaves only a couple weeks but the important stuff that needs to happen in a couple weeks is that uh, testing, obviously, uh, doing kind of quality control of the, of the boat, so, mm-hmm. uh, especially for the engine. So the boat from Nani needs to be there to do some tests and stuff since we're the first boat. And then on the 25th or 26th, we have uh, North Sales coming. Uh, so we have to do um, a sale trial. Um, so all this will have to be done in basically a couple of weeks, two weeks. Um, and then um, and then we'll get the well, two and a half weeks, I guess. And then we'll get the boat delivered to us on August 7th. Yeah, I mean, and we need to leave right away, it seems like, because, I mean, we need to bring the boat back in when? Like September what? Well, we... Yeah, we cannot leave leave right away. So on the August seventh that week, uh, we get the training from Utomer. So that's uh, no, I mean after the training and stuff, right? Like you know, we only have a week. Yeah. We we have a week of training, but then we need to leave, right? No. No. <laughs> no, I'm trying to explain to you. Okay. Um, so the week of the seventh is the training. Then it's a big four-day weekend in France with mid-August. So basically Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, um, that's all four-day weekend. Um, 
And then on the 16th, we'll get um, uh, Romain Ranger coming on the boat to help with the installation and the integration of the NME bus radar and, and uh, CAI to Octopus. So the computer that we're putting and using as a, as a primary navigation slash routing system. So okay, so we'll let me just let me just on. clarify what that is. So the CAI is the same thing as the Oscar, which is the camera, the heat detecting camera or whatever that's on the top of the mast, and then the um, the Octopus is the navigation software system. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. And so then they're they're gonna I, but, yeah, and they're gonna train us on all that too. So that happens that s- second well, week. Well, the training is going to happen prior we're going to mm. go to uh, their office and we'll have a three-hour training oh, okay, on, cool. on the application itself but that means august 16 that's going to happen so all this should be done within a day and then starting august 17th then we uh, need to start doing that would be like the first time we can probably uh, officially to the two of us cast off and leave La Grande Motte, probably stay close at first uh, while we continue to do some additional testing. But uh, that means we will have six weeks uh, to do our shakedown. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be uh, definitely very much focused on on sailing and testing because we have to bring the boat back at the end of September. So so six weeks is enough time, but at the same time, six weeks uh, can go by pretty quickly. Yeah, so, it'll so go we'll fast. Uh, yeah. Getting to the shakedown mode. Right. Yeah, super excited about that, though. I think it'll be fun and interesting and scary. And, you know, it's just the next phase. So I'm really looking forward to that. And so we're about a month away from all that happening, pretty much. Right. I mean, maybe five weeks yeah. away from from all that happening. So that's uh, going to uh, be. Well, we're July eighth, mm-hmm. and we get delivery August seventh. So know. exactly, uh, exactly a month. Yeah. Yeah. And then we were talking about the the uh, the adventure of the nomadic life and and whatever <laughs> we've experienced on land with Airbnbs and travel. We're now going to experience on the boat, <laughs> which has its own set of challenges. Yeah. So I think it's just a lifestyle choice, and and you have to understand that uh, there will be some of those challenges of the cruising lifestyle, and and then we'll we'll get a probably reminded very quickly, and uh, there is ups and downs, and yeah, and you just have to go with the flow. You know, it's so funny you say that because <clears throat> my sister was saying something like um and by the way like I love my sister but we're very different in terms of our concept of time um I I like to be on time and (laughs) she's more like you like she doesn't really have any respect for time (laughs) anyway I do (laughs) anyway so um she said something to me like oh you know this this might take a while um, are you okay waiting? And I was like, oh, of course. Yeah, no problem. And I realized to myself how much I've changed just in the last, you know, ha- few years in terms of just my uh, re- being relaxed about time. Cause when you're on the road or traveling or, or waiting or your flights or, you know, the boat or, you know, something, it's just your whole concept of time changes and you get a lot more relaxed about you know, being patient, I guess. Um, so I feel like I've really grown in that area, um, versus what I was 
in the beginning when we first started this adventure and certainly, you know, first started the podcast um, too. So I don't know. I think that's, that's growth, right? Work in progress. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, speaking of time, I have an appointment, so I have to uh, jump off the phone, but uh, it's good to catch up with you, honey. And um, we'll, we'll talk soon, but I think it's a good update and I'm glad we, could get you out of that Airbnb situation because I would not would <laughs> I would have showed up at the Airbnb and you would have been like it would place would have been swarming you'd be like bug life so so gross. No, you, you would have not lasted. No, like not five <laughs> seconds. I mean, look, I grew up in a yeah. log cabin. You know, literally, literally a log cabin. So I'm okay living like camping, but you know, if you're spending that kind of money for an Airbnb, like no. Anyway, um. Yeah. Yeah, so we also wanted to get people's input on any topics that you might be interested in us covering. Um, We would love to hear those. So make sure you send us an email at sailingowen at gmail.com. Yeah. And we we never remind people or mention it, but if you have a chance, if you enjoy the podcast, give us five stars. What it does, it helps um, kind of other people find the podcast mm-hmm. and we'll um, only give us five so, stars if we deserve we always... five stars right like i mean we would like five stars but <laughs> <laughs> maybe we're not that interesting i don't know <laughs> well if, you, if you've been listening yeah. all these episodes yeah we'd love the probably feedback enjoying it yeah but yeah it definitely helps to what we find out is people are discover the podcast like kind of randomly but yeah. i guess that one way to help other people discover it yeah is through um uh, ratings yeah and then uh, then there's a bigger chance people might discover it and, and hopefully um they get value uh, also out of uh, what we share yeah cool fair wins for now bon vent.